Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hot round! Red 7, Red 7, Red 7! Don! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot round! I don't... What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Billy Bob! This is it! The man who got us here, you ready? You don't think that lame-ass play where I run down the field and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you? Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bop halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide-open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom, 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 nom. I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. Are you gonna get me the oh, ball? I'm gonna get you the ball! Get me the ball! I hope he doesn't kill somebody. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. I got a whole lot of money, money. yelling yeah. for me. Bottle keep popping that water, man. Welcome in to 11 Personnel. Nick Roush and Adam Luckett here with another off-season Kentucky football conversation. We've got SP Plus rankings released today. There's a new offensive line coach in town and a Super Bowl coming up. A lot to discuss. Uh, hell, Brian Harson might be fired by the time this podcast is released. Nobody knows what's happening down there on the plains. We're going to discuss it all. But first... We're going to talk to our pal, Luke Fortner. I believe he's our first recurring guest, Adam Luckett, if I'm not mistaken. We had him on the show last year, didn't we? I can't remember. Uh, How we many times you had SC Mike on? Oh, okay, that's true. We've I think we've had SEC. Wait, yeah, either way. And, and Freddie on signing day, obviously. So we're bringing, we're bringing folks back. He's going to talk to us about everything that happened at the Senior Bowl. And all of it's brought to you by our good friends at Prize Picks, which, folks, if you haven't downloaded prize picks before, do it this weekend. It's, this weekend is all about Super Bowl prop bets. I mean, and that's that's what prize picks is for. Mm-hmm. They've, they've got you covered uh, in an assortment of ways, and they've got you covered through the Super Bowl Sunday and beyond, whether it's college basketball or they've also got uh, lucky. They've updated the way that you play golf now. So mm-hmm. just that's something to keep an eye on as things start We're, picking up. We are. Approaching golf betting season, Waste Management Phoenix Open this weekend. Fun little tournament out there. If you're looking for something, a little oh. action before the action. Do we got a pick? Get in on that this weekend. Do, have you I, have you crunched the numbers yet? I I didn't dive into it. I set my fantasy lineup today. I had Hideki was probably my big pick. I like him. Okay. He's been playing well. So top ten Hideki. Let's roll with that. Like, like it likes on that. Hideki Waste Management Open this week. It's going to be exciting, and it's much more exciting if you play with prize picks. Use the promo code PERSONNEL 
when you make your first deposit, they'll match it up to a hundred smackaroos. So download the app at the app store, wherever you get it, or go online to prospects.com. Use the promo code personnel to match up to a hundred dollars on your first deposit. Now let's get to Luke Fortner. Now happy to be joined on 11 personnel by Kentucky offensive lineman, Luke Fortner, uh, former Kentucky offensive lineman, Luke Fortner after uh, insert the Titanic yet. It's been 84 years, but Luke has finally wrapped up his time in Lexington. Probably the most wins ever by a Kentucky football player. I think that's might be safe to say. Not as many games as Rig, though. Rig got you beat out. No. Uh, yeah. But uh, just finished up a big week at the Senior Bowl. Uh, how was the eats in Mobile? Was the crawfish really good? Did they feed you well? Uh, I'm going to be honest, man. That was probably the most disappointing part of the whole trip. Uh, no. Yeah, I know. I know. Starting early with some controversy. You know, it was it was good. The food's good. It was it was, uh, it was very tasty and, and plenty to eat. It was just not on par with how awesome the rest of the week was. How's that? Okay, there you go. That That's how you tee it up. So I'm curious. Got a we, nice say. Thanks, nice thanks. <laughs> <laughs> We've never done the Senior Bowl. Uh, I, I'm sure a lot of it was – the game stuff, but what else comes along with it that kind of was there to, to help get you ready for this upcoming NFL draft? Yeah, there was a ton there. You know, there was uh, obviously practice all week and then uh, a ton of interviews, um, lots of psychological testing, uh, a ton of questionnaires about, you know, all kinds of different different stuff that, that doesn't feel like matters. Uh, <laughs> was, there, was there one question in particular where you're like, this is the dumbest thing ever? Um, not specifically, but it was just like a lot of like, okay, you know, either I very much agree with the statement or very much disagree with the statement. And the statement was like, I like to go out with friends. And it was like, uh, <laughs> just like stuff like that the whole time was, was what the questions were. Yeah. Those, those can be monotonous. Uh, but you did get to work with NFL coaches while you were there. I'm yes. curious. Yeah, I got to work with them. Yeah. So did you the eat line any staff was, did I eat any what? Eat any kneecaps? I know Dan Campbell. He's gonna bite bite some kneecaps uh to try to oh, win. Oh so. no. No, I I personally did not, but I think there were a couple guys, you know, around who were <laughs> no, no, no. But the line staff was super cool. We got to work with them. We got to meet the Jets staff. Um, you know, they do it where like a lot of the assistant coaches get elevated, right? So uh you know, the assistant line coach coached us up a bunch and, and the head line coach was around and more of like observing and giving tips and that sort of thing. Um, so I got to be a part of a, you know, see what the NFL coaching staff looks like and how they, they run things um, as well as, you know, they had a lot of like uh, senior bowl alum uh, were there as like group leaders and kind of helping you out. Like, Hey, you gotta be here this time, you know, wear this and, and all this kind of, all this kind of extra stuff that the details get locked in for you. I'm, I'm, before I kick it to Luckett, this is a very dumb question, but I've always wondered. I know the NFL football is different. Like it's Jamar Chase made headlines about the lines, but is it is it different for the center too? Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it is. Um, actually, it was like the Wednesday before I was going to leave, and Drake was like, "Hey, like, have you snapped with an NFL ball?" And I was like. Oh, because <laughs> I, I forgot. Like, I forgot it was different. Like, it, guess just like you, it was like, I didn't even think about it. Um, so I was like, no. And he's like, well, we should probably do that before you, before you get out of here. So 
uh, picked up the NFL ball and, and it wasn't that much different, but it's definitely uh, a different grip for the center and a little fatter there. Yeah. Well, a little bit chubbier. Why I'm, I'm yeah. curious what kind of questions you got from his time down in mobile? Yeah. I'm just curious, Luke, are you meeting with, when you're at the senior ball, do you meet with personnel? Are you having meetings with random people or is it more just focus on football? You're working with the two staffs there and then that all that kind of stuff will happen at the combine. Yeah. So it's, it's a little bit of both. Um, it's definitely less meetings, right? Like it's not, uh, it's more focused on the practice and working with the NFL staff and football, football, football. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there was quite a bit of time they set aside for interviews and, you know, everyone got to rotate with all the teams. And, and so everyone sat down in front of every single team for at least 15 minutes. And then on top of that, there's like scheduled time where they can just grab you and, and maybe they want to talk to you some more, or, or maybe they want to talk to someone else some more. Um, so there was a little bit of both for that. Okay. Now, when when you're going through the practices and stuff, is it um, is it help a lot to have a guy like Darian there with you? Um, you know that you all obviously have a history together to kind of bounce stuff off, and then. There's a lot of guys you blocked, I would guess, throughout your years at Kentucky. I know there were a lot of Georgia guys down there. And whatnot. Did that help at all with that, or is it just, you know, football, football, football at the end of the day? Yeah, it definitely helped. I know with DK there, um, a big thing was like, you know, him and I would come to each other and be like, okay, so, you know, that play they were just talking about, that's like our old, you know, whatever play from from mm-hmm. Liam's offense or or even from way back and, and Coach Grant's offense. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's that play, like, and then it clicks – Right. Right. Uh, so just be able to talk through it. And like, you know, I know there's a time I asked him a question. I was like, you know, is that what they teach at Kentucky? And he's like, yeah, it's like the, the exact same, like just like that. Um, so just to be able to like bounce it off each other and and kind of make those connections of, of what we've done in the past and what we were trying to do there was was good. And then, yeah, playing against the, the guys I was there playing against, you know, I played against uh, Neil Farrell from LSU and Devontae Wyatt from Georgia uh, you know, Damone Clark, Channing Tindall, all those guys. So it was just cool to meet them and, and put a face to the guys you've, you've been blocking for, you know, five years now. Um, they haven't been there that long, but I have. Uh, <laughs> but just to be able to, to, you know, talk to them, you know, get a feel for what they're like in person was really cool. I, I know the, the big talking point we – uh, media members, you know, we like to latch on to stories. Like we latch on to you being old. We also noticed, latch yeah. on to uh, <laughs> not quite as much as Max as like ball jokes or anything. It's close. Um, but the big component too is the, the versatility because in the NFL, you're not a center or guard. It's IOL, interior offensive lineman. Uh, you gave us some bullshit like, I'm just here because of my teammates answer the last time we asked you in one of those uh, media scrums. But like, does it actually help when you're when you're in the NFL setting and they're trying to move around a lot or 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 was that just some kind of thing that we've perceived to be a huge benefit for your draft stock? No, it's absolutely a huge benefit. you know, there was a lot of, there were a lot of guys there who were guards and they were, you know, telling them, you got to learn to snap, you got to learn to snap, you got to go play center. And like a couple of them, they threw them at center and you could tell they've just never done it before. Right. Cause it's hard. Um, and so being able to just, you know, transition fluidly from guard to center is definitely something that's valuable. And like 
almost every guard there and even some of the tackles, right, will end up knowing how to snap by the end of their NFL career. But to be able to walk in on day one and have, you know, freaking five years at guard and then a season starting at center, I mean, it'll be it'll be invaluable for sure. It's not just something you made up, no. Okay, good. How big good. was when you coming back as a – like when you make the decision to come back for that extra year, how big was – being able to move to center was that a huge part of the reason why you came back because so you could add that kind of you know extra trait in your toolbox when it came time for the draft yeah that was a big part and that was something you know coach Stoops and I talked about and you know it was a it was something I came to him with and you know he said he'd give me the opportunity and I said you know if I'm awful at it I'll just go on back to guard and you know we'll forget it ever happened uh, and thankfully <laughs> it worked out it worked out the way we thought it would do, is it something that people like when you're talking with the teams, do they bring it up or is it just kind of an unspoken, like, all right, we get it. This guy's, this guy's played both. No, they definitely bring it up and they, you know, they love to ask which one I like better and which one I feel more comfortable at. And, uh, you know, they, they asked the same question. They asked how they, how it happened. You know, is it something I brought up or coach brought up or so no, they're all over it too. You guys are basically scouts. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's all I needed to hear. Um, <laughs> I, uh, no, I do appreciate, uh, Adam, I do appreciate your tweets. I, I find those bring value. Um, oh, thank yeah, you. Your tweets are your, your odd Super Bowl betting takes are interesting, but <laughs> they're not quite the same as Adam's. Yeah, no, they're not. They're not. And I, I'm also one of those two that like, I'm like, I'm going to bet the Rams just to help my Bengals brethren. You know, I'm looking out for those guys because I'm always wrong. I'm, I'm wrong about a lot mm-hmm. of things. Uh, when you watch the game this Sunday, are you going to be like, oh, we run that play? Uh, how, how much how, how much similarity is there between uh, the Kentucky offense and what we're going to see on Saturday or Sunday? Sorry, on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely similar. Um, and there are, you know, everyone in general runs the same things, right? Like at that level, most people run the same place we run. Um, but will be what will be interesting is being able to put a name to those plays, you know, especially knowing with the Rams and the Bengals both running, you know, specifically what Coach Cohen runs, um, you know, being able to be like, oh, they just ran, you know, whatever the name is or or I've seen Darian do that or, you know, I've seen Kenneth do that. Uh, that'll be really cool. And um, just to have both of them going to head to head, you know, and UK already put out the, the nice, uh, the tweet, yeah. the PR tweet. Right. And, and it's true. It really is true. And, and I can't imagine being in, you know, like for example, Drake Jackson's position and going to that senior bowl and not having what we had last year in terms of offense. Cause like the stuff they were talking about down there, is all stuff I learned this past year. You know what I mean? Um, and it's something I'm really thankful for that I had the opportunity to work with Coach Cohen before I kind of embarked on this because otherwise I'd be lost. You mentioned how it is an NFL offense. Take us back to last spring, early fall camp. What was the learning curve like for that? Um, was it more difficult than recent years or did things start clicking or did it take a lot of work to kind of – get to where y'all were kind of, you know, in November where you're scoring 30, 40 points a game. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I have to think back for, you know, who knows how many years to remember learning the offense the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, it was, it was 
the fact that everyone was on day one, you know, like it wasn't like the older guys could come in and be like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, here's the secret for this player or here's how I remember how to do this. It was like the older guys were <laughs> sitting right next to the younger guys, like trying to figure it out. Um, and then just, just the, the amount of different nuances and wrinkles that it brought was definitely part of the curve. And, you know, it wasn't just something we, we had a blanket call for, or, you know, we would, we would get more specific on, okay, if he's here, it's different. If he's there, it's different, that sort of thing. Well, speaking of that part, what, how much of the how, how much of the offense still do you foresee down the road having some untapped potential? Like, man, we did this, but if we had another year, then we could really get into stuff. Oh, it's not even – I mean, it's not even funny. Um, like, the, the whole problem of last spring was we were literally just trying to figure out what the names of things were. Like, right. Like we were trying to remember, like, okay, when they call this name, like I have to step left. Right. Like Mm -hmm. now that that's instilled in everyone and the older guys right now, you can spend all of spring ball working on those nuances, those wrinkles, you know, if there's a safety in the box, do we target him? Do we not? All those things are now day one stuff, right. As opposed to, you know, if we get to that, it's great, but let's just worry about, are we going the right way? Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see how well they they you know continue to learn this offense and when that spring game comes around, I have a feeling it's gonna look a lot different than it did last year, or I guess it didn't happen last year. But uh, yeah, uh, that that made us very happy. Um, <laughs> didn't have anything to write about. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just wanted to watch some. Yeah, football. there comes some content thieves over there. <laughs> nothing here for about three weeks. But and and what it, the way he's describing it too, it makes you really appreciate how in the hell these teams can have such crazy coordinator turnover? Like the verbiage or the verbiage or whatever, how you ever pronounce that is huge. Right, Luke. I mean, what it just means something totally different and you just have to, it's like learning a new language almost. And I I assume y'all went through that a little bit at the senior ball and it's going to be, you know, whenever, whatever organization you step into, it's probably going to be something different you have to learn. Yeah, absolutely. And I know for me, it was big having Drake Jackson around. Um, and Logan Stenberg around because they both were at the Lions. And so I knew I was, was going to have the Lions coaches. And so they oh, kind of yeah. gave the crash course of like, okay, this is what they call this, right? Like when they're saying this, they're referring to, you know, X, Y, Z. So having that was big. And, and a lot of teams it's similar, right, but not the same. And then some teams it's completely different. Um, so you're absolutely right. It, it can change depending on where you go and, you know, one thing somewhere means something totally different some other place so it's just something you have to um you have to go in and relate it in your head to okay this is what they're talking about when they say you know whatever word uh so just doing that for a whole offensive playbook is going to be is going to be super interesting when when that time comes well we're not going to leak this to your agents that you just had a cheat code for the entire senior bowl like you knew everything <laughs> before he showed up uh thanks to Stimber, which he was down yeah. on the sideline at the governor's cup is he How's his rehab doing? Is he uh, – I don't want you to force you to speak for him. Is, is, is things looking up uh, as far as Stenberg goes? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he – you know, he was ecstatic. He just got to go in and do arms every single day. Didn't have to run, didn't have to do anything like that. So he, was, he was excited. He was looking forward to his rehab, and I think he's doing fine, yeah. Bad year for injuries last year for those guys. No doubt. Uh, to him and Landon and everybody. But uh, now you're, you're – you're, 
combine bound, correct? So correct. Um, what's what's that prep like? Uh, I know Damian Collins is eating five thousand calories a day to try to gain weight. You strike me as the type of dude that when football is over with, you're gonna look like a shell of yourself. It's like a Zach. <laughs> Uh, Zach West, I don't even know who that guy is. He just is yeah. like half of him. So are, yeah. are you, do you have to like force feed yourself to, to be at NFL offensive lineman weight? Do you have to tr- lift five times a day? What's that, what's that uh, prep process like? Yeah, it's, it's just like you said, for me, I just have to force feed myself. Otherwise I'll be, I'll be 280 by the end of the week. Um, so hopefully that sticks around for the rest of my life. Uh, but <laughs> enjoy for, it yeah. enjoy it but for now it's it's like trying to make sure you know i've got a meal um all hours of the day because if i don't i'll be in trouble um like i weighed in at 302 in the senior bowl and you know i would have liked to bend between 305 and 310 that area but i was on a plane for three hours and you know didn't have anything to eat and next thing you know i'm you know like dropping close to 300 so yeah, for me, it's shoving food down my face and, and working out with uh, Coach Ed and Coach Hill at football and, you know, getting some drill work in, working with Drake, again, working with Logan, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Do, do you have to – is there, like, a go-to fat meal that, like, you're like, okay, this will definitely do the trick if I get these extra-large nachos from Cookout or whatever the hell it may be? Four PB&Js, 2 a.m., <laughs> wake-up call. Uh, for me, honestly, it's just been, like – Chipotle, two burritos, you know, double chicken, good to go. <laughs> good to go. See, and I'm glad you put it that way because it's hard for some people in their brain. Like, if I tried to eat a burrito, like just one burrito from one of those places, like I'm not eating for the rest of the day. Um, double the meat, <laughs> double burritos. That's awesome. Yeah, I struggle. Gosh. I struggle to put it down, but uh, sometimes, you know, yeah, there's got to do. You're, you yeah, know, what you're to be the boss. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're, and your metabolism, it's, it's, you're going to hit 30 here soon. And all of a sudden it's, it's really going to stick to you. So watch out. I know, man, I'm not looking forward to it, but that's a, that's a problem for later. Um, I have one more random question before we can get back to serious co- football conversations. Uh, I know you're from uh, Northwest Ohio, uh, which is kind of a ballpark of where my wife's family's from. Have you ever visited that? Uh, Toledo Casino on like the middle of a Monday afternoon. I've actually never been there. Um, so it wow. opened, it, it opened like maybe when I came to Kentucky, I don't think mm. it's been there for very long. Um, or maybe like middle of high school, but no, I've never been. I know friends who, who visit Monday afternoon. Yeah. Mm. All the time. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Well, why do you ask? I just, you know, I, I, I know there's a lot of people that frequent there. I thought I might stop in one time and be like, Oh, Hey, it's Luke playing the slots over there. You know, that game of Thrones slot, it isn't going to feed itself. Um, no, but, I, uh, no, I don't think I've ever been there. No. Nah. Well, and I'm sure you've been to Dietz's chocolate though. in Finley, right. <sighs> never been. I've never heard of that. Honestly. Oh goodness. You're missing out. You're missing out <laughs> in beautiful Finley. Not too far oh, away. Uh, Drew Franklin Black will be six. disappointed. That that'll help put on your weight. So you go yep. home, you get some deets, boom, bada bang, bada boom, you're ready to roll. Um, Thanks, Trainer Nick. Yeah. Uh, now I so here's the, the question that I know I've got to do my journalistic duty, and I've got to. I feel like I'm obligated to ask this question. Um, why is Eric Wolford an asshole? And do you hate him like everybody else does? 
<laughs> um, for the record, no, I don't hate him. Uh, I don't think he's an asshole. There um, we go. Yes, yes. And yeah, there's your journalistic duty. And <laughs> that was that was journalism. And to be fair, Wolf was always nice to us, good to us. And uh, I, I think the the thing was, Luke, is just people were a little mad that they just didn't get a phone call for you know just things go but like people trade jobs all the time you were lucky to have one you know two position coaches in six years but how many different receivers coaches came and went during your time um wow yeah my point exactly so like this stuff happens who was before lt tommy maynard oh okay so Tommy Maynard. So I came in this, I think he left in the spring. I think I came in mm-hmm. the spring. He left and then it was LT. And then it was, I think Smith. Right. Yeah. And then it was Woodward. Well, yeah. Well, Oh yeah. I forgot about Bonite. Yeah. yeah. And then Woodward. Right. Exactly. Um, but no, <laughs> you know, there was definitely some miscommunication and I don't know the full story behind that. Uh, but I do know, um, you know, he loves his guys and his players, and he always will. And I'm sure whatever the circumstances were, um, you know, he's – I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> Let's rephrase the question, Nick. Okay. 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 So, I, Zach, I didn't ask it. That wasn't good journalism on my part. Zach Yenzer is walking in here um, as a reported hire, Luke. If yeah. he calls you out of the blue and asks for some advice or what, what does it take to succeed here as an offensive line coach – what would you tell him? Yeah, I think, uh, number one, it takes hard work. I don't think you can ask your guys to work hard if you're not working hard. Um, number two, I think it takes passion, which kind of ties in with the hard work. But I think you have to love what you do and love coming to work every day and uh, love and coaching the guys you coach. And number three, I think it takes um, just grit, just good old fashioned, you know, stuff gets tough. You got to keep, keep going. Uh, and, you know, obviously on top of that, you have to know offensive line play. Right. But right, right. I feel like that's a, that's a given for most uh, candidates for the job. Um, I just think you have to love your guys, love your, love your uh, players. And I think you're going to be successful in this offense, especially. Can you tell us about some of the guys that we, we haven't really seen? Um, I know uh, like DeAndre Buford, uh, Wallabaugh, we saw Flax a little bit. I know those are more tackles. Um, that's kind of because we just assume that Eli Cox and Clinton Wilson are going to be taking your spot. Um, but, like, can you just tell us what we can expect to see from them when they when they hit the field this spring? Yeah, I think, um, you know, DeAndre Buford has really matured both physically and mentally. He's a guy who, uh, you know, seeing pictures of him his freshman year, I realize how big he's actually gotten and how strong he's actually gotten. Uh, and I think physically he's hundred percent ready to take the job. Um, you know, I think he just has to prove to the coaches that he's ready mentally. And I think he will, uh, it's going to be a big spring for him. And I think he's going to succeed, uh, at a really high level. Uh, Flax is a guy who, you know, was ready to take the spot last year. And, you know, we had dare come in and dare was an incredible athlete. Um, but I think Flax has been right there waiting in the wings, ready to go. Um, Wallabaugh, he's young, you know, he's going to have a good spring. I think he's going to 
he just needs to continue improving like he is. A um, couple guys I'm really excited for. John Young has really made strides this past year. Um, and then Jagger Burton is unreal athletic. Um, so I think he's going to be – they're going to be, you know, they're going to be good. No doubt about it. <laughs> uh, you know, whether it's, it's now or, or in a few years from now or whatever it may be, they're going to be ready to go. Do you okay? And then I, I, I'm going to ask. I guess this is technical, um, but it, it looks like Eli's on a kick down from guard to center. I don't know if Jagger is going to do a little bit of that too. Uh, but what what is it about? Like I, I'm just curious, like the technical aspect. Like what is what makes that such a natural fit for a guy to go from guard to to center? Yeah. Um, so. For myself, it was – for me specifically, I felt like it was the mental part of it, right? Like the – okay, make the calls. And I felt like more comfortable once I made the calls and I knew what I was doing. And for whatever reason, that let me excel at the position. Um, for a guy like Eli, I think he's going to be really do really well at it just because of, you know – <laughs> he's not going to like me for saying this, just his natural leverage. Um, you know, he's as tall as I am, but I swear he's like, he feels six foot. I don't know. <laughs> just the way he plays, right. Is, is just, he's so stocky. He's so, uh, so strong and so um, explosive off the ball that being in that interior position, he's going to be able to move those big guys as well as, as climb the second level. So for me watching Eli play, it's a matter of the leverage he plays with, and the intelligence he has are going to combine to make him, you know, a really good center. See, that's what we needed. Like it, we needed technical answers, and, and we got him for four. Now, now that your career is over, Luke, can you walk us through the ejection, twenty eighteen? What happened? <laughs> that's the million dollar question. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, it was it was against Louisville, obviously, and it was PAT, and um, I. Uh, I didn't play much that year, right? It was – or it was 2018, was that what it was? Right. So I didn't start that year. I got some time. And it was it, – towards the end of the game, we were up like 20 or something. It was a PAT, and, you know, we blocked, and the field – the play was over, and the guy was just laying on me. You know, he just wouldn't get up. <laughs> and I was just – was at the bottom of the pile, and everyone had gotten up except for him. And so – I don't know why, but I just got up and, and swung on him in front of the ref, which was the, the big <laughs> I was, like, looking the ref in the eyes when I did it. Uh, <laughs> and I just remember coming off the sideline, and, oh, Coach Stoops was not happy. Um, everyone else was, like, in shock. They were just like, wait, who? Like, Luke? And Coach Stoops was just letting me have it. But it was a good time. I'm, I don't regret it, that's for sure. <laughs> do, do you have – can we walk down memory lane? when you When you think back, like – when you're cutting up with the guys, just uh, talking glory days now, because you're, you know, that that's what that's what we do. Is there is there a few memories, a few games that stick out above above the rest? Is you're you're one of the few that has not just the the easy the the one citrus bowl win. You've got two under your belt now. Yeah, uh, speaking of glory glory lane, um, memory lane, slacks just added me to like the alumni list, so. <laughs> That hurt. <laughs> that hurts. So they're gonna come. They're gonna ask me to pay for the new indoor. I think so. Uh, 
Very good. That's kind of bonus, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, for me, I think really the one game that I'll probably remember was would be the Missouri game in 2017 when I, uh, you know, I got to go in because Logan got hurt. And those were my first live reps on offense. And, uh, you know, it was like three plays in after I'd gone in and Benny breaks one for 70-something and goes, you know, goes for a touchdown. Um, I always remember that. Uh, I'll always remember the Belk Bowl because if you would have told me we would have won that game on a pass, I would have told you you're crazy. Um, and then really just this past season in general, just, you know, after deciding to come back and, and spend, you know, a sixth year here uh, to, to be able to win 10 games and beat a good Iowa team in the Citrus Bowl, that's not something I'll forget very soon. And I am not going to lie, Luke, your Missouri game is my most forgettable Missouri game. That's like one. I don't know what it is about that game that just like goes in one ear, out the other. I remember vividly, of course, the walk-off win. Um, there mm-hmm. was another game where there was a petting zoo at the catwalk um, at Missouri. That was a weird one. Um, but for whatever reason, it's because it was – you're right. It was a good game. I went down to the wire. But when we, when we go through some of these old – games uh, big time wins i just i don't know what it is about that game because i think they end up rattling off like six straight wins after that um yeah i think so too and i think in the walk-off win that's a good one too because bunchy got hurt on that last drive and i got to go in and be in on that last drive and and not give up a sack <laughs> it was really the, the <laughs> highlight of that um and i got to go in on that one so that was a cool game to be a part of as well were you there when lynn got uh were you at the NASCAR racetrack whenever the, the initial <laughs> scuffle happened with Lynn? Yeah, yeah. So can you take us through that? Because that was that happened, I think, as the UK UFL basketball game was happening. And I was like, all right, I go to all this stuff. Like, I'm watching this basketball game, damn it. I'm not going to, to NASCAR racetrack. So what, what happened when, when all that went down? Yeah, so it was just like they had just been there. And so they were, like, leaving – and they were like waiting to get on the bus and they were just like hanging out by where we got off the bus. And so I don't know who, I don't know who said anything first. You know, if I had to put money on it, I might, I might say Lynn said something first, uh, knowing him, but something got said. And then the next thing, you know, you know, everyone's just converging on, on each other. And, uh, you know, and then from then on, it was like, okay, we're going to win this game. You know, there was no question after that. <laughs> it was kind of big for us. I don't know who started it, but whoever did was was had Kentucky in their hearts for sure. Look, it's something about these bowl games. There's always something. Yeah, it's just always. You know, everyone's just been sitting around for a month, just waiting to. They to know see how something. to make it dramatic. No doubt about that. <laughs> right, and it sells. Yeah, it does sell. That's for sure. Um, okay. I, I, we're going to get you out of here. Um, but we got a few, just a few more questions for you. Um, we have been to the combine more than you have been to the combine. I I think that is a fact. So I I think now is a good time that we, like, we should help prepare Luke for it. You know, he, he, he's done, he's given us plenty of content. I think now we, we return the favor by helping prepare him for the combine. So we're going to ask you a couple questions and this is the kind of stuff that you're going to be sitting down in a meeting room with, and you've got to know the answer with just like that. Bam, bam, bam. All right. So uh, if you're a paperclip stuck in a 
water bottle. How do you get out? Where is the water bottle standing right side up? Uh, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Is there a lid on the water bottle? Uh, there is not. You just get wait to get, you just wait to get knocked over. That you just hope that the water bottle gets knocked over. Wow, that's a very passive way. You fail that test. Uh, next question. What answer? Uh, there is there's no correct okay. answer but you see that's what you got to know luke is you have to you have to always come off as the the aggressor okay we don't want to take any you know you're you're an offensive lineman we can't have some guys like oh i just want to wait to get pushed around you've got to be the aggressor okay uh here here's another good question your boys call you up on 11 30 on a friday night they say hey we've got a vip room at the club Come on out. What do you say? 1130 Friday night. I don't know, dude. A few years ago. Yes. These days I'm in bed by 10. I might, I'm going to have to pass on that. See, did I fail too? I, you did because that people would think that like, Oh, that's the right answer. You don't, you want a guy who's not going to get in trouble, but you actually want somebody, like I said, who's not afraid to back down from a challenge. They want to drink a lot of beers. And you're not there to help them. You don't have your teammates back. You're an offensive line. You got to act. Hey, let, me grab, let me grab a piece of paper real quick. Yeah, you got to act down. as one. Um, Nick, Nick got this from the XFL interviews, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. So, uh, bad jokes aside, when uh, a team quizzes you, we we hear about these interviews. So let's say we are. Uh, we'll just do a team interview. It's it's Luke Fortner, Darian Kennard, Kentucky Wildcats going to be interviewed. What, what does an NFL scout a- ask you in these fifteen minute meetings? How do, how do those go down? Besides a- after the introductions and all the uh, pl- pleasantries. Yeah, so it depends on the guy. Sometimes the scouts, like sometimes that you can tell they're like pressing you and like trying to make you nervous and like really make you think. Um, I got one for you, Nick. Okay. All right. Can you say your ABCs? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Can you count to 26? Of course. Okay. So now I want you to say your ABCs and count to 26 like this. A1, B2, C3, all the way to Z26. Oh, so they're doing that. Oh, gosh. A1, B2, C3, D4, E5, F six G seven H eight I uh, yeah okay so yeah so like yeah um I got that asked that at the senior bowl so that was cool uh and I had to restart once but that's all right I was I finished but I was just so nervous I was gonna end on like Z twenty seven was like <laughs> I was like a nine in there or something and then they asked like you know like one question was like who would you bring with you to the NFL and I'm like Josh Pascal right like obviously. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, why isn't it Darian Kennard? And I'm like, because Josh Pascal's that good. Like, but at the time, I'm like, oh no, like, what do I say? You know what I mean? So they're just like looking for like anything to. And again, some guys, some guys are just like, oh, like, where do you come from? Like, you know, yeah. yeah. And, like, and other people are like, you know, what's wrong with so and so? So you just I, gotta. I, I will say the one piece of advice that I got early in my hot take career was to be confident and affirmative. And I don't, and I actually think that this might apply in this situation. 
because they want somebody who's going to make decisions. I mean, mm-hmm. in, in, in a split second. So if you get to him and in Holland, I don't know if they even care about that stuff, how much they really do care or not. Because I think most teams, they're either going to like you or they aren't. And you get right. down to, you know, a few that will probably take you or not. Do they do, – do, do you have an agent? Do you have somebody that tells you, we think you're going here? Do you look at uh, mock drafts? like, Or is it just kind of – right now you're just seeing where the chips fall? Yeah, for me it's probably just wait till after combine and pro day. And then I might look into that. Um you know, the thing about, like, the thing I've learned from, for example, like, Drake and Logan is they're, like, yeah, like, these people will tell you how much they love you and, like, they'll talk to you all the time and you'll think for sure you're going there and then someone you've never talked to or, like, barely had a conversation with will, will be, like, hey, you should come play here, you know. So it's kind of how it works and, and, right, like, the guys you talk to at these events – you know, usually aren't making the decisions unless you're talking to the GMs, right? Like these scouts just get to go in there and, and, you know, plead their case or say, this is the guy I think you should take. And then, right. It's up to everyone's decision. Hmm. That's a, it's good to have those cheat codes, the Stenberg and Dre Jackson, Luke Fortner's uh, cheat codes. Do you have anything else uh, for Luke before we let him go? Luke, just enjoy it, man. Once in a lifetime experience. I got a question for you guys. Appreciate it. Go ahead. How's the food in Indy? Is it good? Do you get Uh, fed, or you guys have to buy your own food? Oh, we uh, there's diet. So we have. They stick us. Let's walk him through this, Nick. Where they set us up yet? So we're uh, you. They're gonna bring you through to the um, convention center, center. which is ginormous. I mean, it's huge. And you'll be in one room, and we'll walk over there, and you'll have to talk to us for what they'll be there for 30 minutes, maybe something like that. Yeah. And they just roll positions all, all in the morning. And then we have a little spread. It's not, it wasn't too bad last time, but it's COVID now. So I don't know. They'll probably give us like subway. It's been sitting in a box for three days or something. Um, right. But the, the big disaster that happened last time, I thought <laughs> yes. Mike Griffith was going to riot. Uh, they ran out of diet Coke and <laughs> hell hath no fury, like a media member without diet Coke. So uh, yeah, when, when they run out, we're in trouble. Uh, there is, though, post-game – there's post-game beers. You know, there's also shrimp cocktail that you have to get when you're in Indy. I, I mean, it is, it's 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 as hot as they say. It's that horseradish heat, okay. too, that, like, real nasally. That, that, like, what, what's that sports bar called, Nick, right across the street from the basketball K- arena? Kilroy's. It's, the, it's uh, the fire breadsticks. Kilroy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kilroy's That's is like – they're like the Indiana version of uh, like Tolly Ho, except like Tolly Ho that served beer and didn't move away from Limestone to Broadway. You know, back when it was the good Tolly Ho, um, you were probably so around for that. Calls, if someone calls me there from eleven at eleven thirty at night, I should go. Yes, say. yes, yes. So when we call you, at midnight, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be expecting to see you there. Eleven uh, personnel guys call you at eleven thirty at Indianapolis. <laughs> What do you do? Oh, man. Well, Luke, we appreciate you coming on instead of just going on that one KSR podcast. I wouldn't even call that a real podcast. They're just a bunch of slack-jawed yokels. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. So thanks for finally coming on a good podcast. I think you might be back for the second time on ours. I don't know. But uh, best of luck to you in the draft. And uh, 
And and once again, it's been fun. Been fun watching you with the cats, and we we can't wait to watch you next year on Sundays. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Big thanks to Luke Fortner for, for hopping on with us and letting us be a little silly. I mean us. I mean me. Uh, you know, just just got to try, try to be joking, make joke maker. But most importantly... Uh, Good to, to get to know how the sausage is made a little bit lucky because we, we don't get to see a lot of this stuff. And uh, some of that was really enlightening, especially about the the, the guys that are going to be on the big blue wall next year. Definitely. DeAndre Buford's obviously not a guy a lot of people have talked about, but he kind of fits what a left tackle should be and kind of look like. And so if he can really turn it on, that would help a ton. And obviously, yeah. going back to Kurt and a little bit of the draft process, um, I'm obviously fascinated with it. It's pretty crazy how it all happens. And like we mentioned there, we'll be at the combine again, providing coverage for all of that. Um, should hopefully get some good stuff there. So pretty excited about that. I think it's still TBD, but I think it's yeah. pretty close to official. Well, so. uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hope- We've been before, so I'm, I'm hopeful they'll – <clears throat> rubber stamp our credentialing mm-hmm. process, but hope to be up there in Indy. If not, we'll just break in, um, be very sneaky about it. Shouldn't be a problem. Um, <laughs> this morning, Luckett, we got uh, some news. SP Plus came out, the first preseason ranking. I don't know how Bill did it with the transfer portal going on, um, but it's been a pretty good uh, predictor, if you will, um, for for how things play out. It's, it's how I did pretty well in some of my gambling. Now, things change, you know. Uh, it, it's like I said, the portal calculating, returning production, all that. But Kentucky was top twenty-five; they were number twenty-one. The only other time that happened was when uh, Terry Wilson returned following that twenty nineteen season, um, going into twenty twenty. Well, then you have a pandemic, and you're playing all SEC schedules, so things didn't go according to plan. But still, to come in number twenty-one. I think that shows you it's, it's a good sign, but more importantly, like it, we got a better idea of where Kentucky's competition stands uh, next year. And 
A schedule. Mm-hmm. It, it, it ain't going to be easy. It ain't going to be easy like it. Nope. Life in the SEC. It's going to be tough, but you look at Kentucky, both units in the top 30. As long as Brad White's been here, you feel pretty confident about Kentucky putting the top 35-ish product on the field, no matter what happens. They can stay healthy and maybe hit on some guys. Maybe Lake Portal had, they could really maybe vault in the top 25. And then you look at the offense. I mean, I I really do think Nick has got a chance to be the best offense that we've seen at Kentucky in our life times. I mean, I really do think that. I think they can really be kind of special this year. Need to find solutions at tackle, but mm-hmm. a guy that can maybe turn into a first-round draft pick at quarterback. You've got receiver and tight end. I mean – You've got to. You're going to be able to find good players there. Proven play caller. Um, I believe Bruce Feldman had kind of wrote something on Cohen about, or like did an embed with anonymous people in the SEC. And it was when he talked about Kentucky, it was like they're running the best stuff in the league. Like they're kind of handcuffed by their you know, skill talent personnel a little bit, but stuff they're doing is really good. Uh, Kentucky's not going to be as handcuffed this next year with the guys that are going to have a tight end and the guys that are going to have a receiver plus the best back in the league. It's going to be really good. So it's really excited. Now we just need to keep Sean McVay away. Yeah. Just stay yeah. away. Go hire Greg Olson. Yeah. Kentucky could really have a special season, I think, offensively next year. Bruce really gets you excited. And then you start thinking about potential, like, could find yourselves in a shootout against maybe an Ole Miss against the Tennessee on the road, but you would feel confident about the ammo and the play calling chops if you got into one of those situations where in the past you would have been nervous. But now I think you could have a lot of confidence. Kentucky go win t- t- some tough road games like that because they can go and drop forty points on your head. Yeah, and uh, I ultimately think too, especially after hearing Luke talk about continuity. If Liam does end up getting that job, which is a pretty cush job, I could see Stoops just being like, let's let's keep this train rolling. Let's bring Woodward up. Maybe maybe move Josh Estesois from off the field oh. to, you know, some sort of on-field yeah. position. I coach, just don't but- know. Like I said, Woodward's just had – he's just had one year big experience. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he dipped into that Rams system again. Zach. Robinson's there for him. It's our table's kind of been set. So we'll see how that works out. But yeah, hopefully mm-hmm. get through these next couple weeks, get to spring ball, and we'll find out. Yep. Yep. We uh we did find out that uh Zach Yenzer, it's not officially official. That'll probably happen uh at the beginning All of point to it though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you've got everybody and their brother reporting it, that just means HR's got to sign off you know public institution takes a little bit longer so i'd expect something uh the following monday like the day after the super bowl two days after the super bowl forgot we've got super bowl commercial coming up too that's always exciting um man are where are you at right now mentally are you what's the is it anxiety is it excitement um are are you or are you of the mindset like we've got house money i got nothing to lose damn it like this is let's, let's just play some ball I'm turning on the TV every day, just kind of like 
in shock a little bit that the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like every like it's just Bengals talk and Rams talk every TV station. Like I've watched Good Morning Football, I think, every day this week, a good chunk of it. I've seen Jeff Saturday 800 times. Jeff Saturday might be the hardest working man at ESPN. He is on every show. And so that it's still kind of, it's kind of a surreal feeling. I think we're going to get into Friday and it's going to be like oh. go time kind of mm-hmm. feeling. Right. I wouldn't, obviously, obviously there's a house money factor, but it's, you know, it's hard to get to the Super Bowl. Just look at Aaron Rodgers. He's only been there once. Oh, shots fired, Green Bay fans. <laughs> you got a chance here. You know, you just never know how things are going to work out, obviously. Um, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it, I'm op- fairly optimistic, I think. Got a feeling Matthew Stafford might throw it to the Bengals once or twice. And I'll take the matchup with Joe Burrow. Just got to keep him clean somewhat. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. This team has found ways to win close games here lately. And their offense really hadn't had an explosion yet, and I think that might be due um, a couple big plays. So, yeah, feeling good about Bengals here on Sunday. It, it's also uh, one of those games that even when you play out how you think the game should go, it it, it doesn't go according to plan. It's the Super Bowl. Like, it weird stuff happens. And, yeah, uh, yeah and the, everything's different. Right. <laughs> Just the speed of the game. The lead the, up to the game. Yeah. The, Halftime's an hour long. Mm-hmm. So it's, everything's different, but we'll see. Now, we want to have our coaching carousel pod, Nick. Yeah. We were planning on maybe having it next week, um, the week of Valentine's Day, but we might have an opening here late. <laughs> so we're waiting on confirmation down on the plains. Brian Harson, man. About this, dude. He loses an offensive court. He's an SEC head coach at a program that believes they're a blue blood program. I mean, they've won national championships coordinator in our lifetime. He fired his original one, loses another one, and he just says, I'll figure it out later. I'm going on vacation. So I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> they don't have an offensive coordinator. Spring ball is in like two weeks or whatever. Yeah. And, and this, it's a, uh, things are a mess there now. Um, secondary coach Zach Etheridge is um, reports are that Kirby Kirby Smart just lost his secondary coach to Miami, and he's targeting Zach Etheridge, who's probably who's their best recruiter on staff. It appears so they could lose him on top of everything. And then Derek Mason took a four hundred thousand dollar pay cut mm-hmm. to say deuces, went to Oklahoma nah. State. Things are not looking pretty there for Harson. I mean, there is very much this could turn into a Tennessee situation. No one knows who's running the search. Sounded like they're AD. They're just playing out the, the string um, with his contract. And a lot of you just Auburn being Auburn. And but, man, this is a dangerous game they're playing right now. It, it's kind of fun from our vantage point, too, because since we uh, have joined on three, we're, we're paying closer attention to some of our partners over there. And Justin Hokinson over uh, Auburn Live, he's – the thing I like about the folks at Auburn Live Lucket is they're a lot like us in that they're pretty plugged in. They've got good scoop, good reporting over there. If you are subscribed to On3 Plus, like it's just a buck for – or a dollar for a year or $10 for a year or something, and you get access Wait, to all not these only that, boards. All of them, there's more teams coming. Yeah, a lot more. So like some really good get sites. access to all these premium boards, recruiting info, all that stuff. So yeah. if you're into that at all, I would highly recommend considering doing it. And and what's fun though is watching 
their take because it's kind of like i mean it's, it's about like louisville just the like shocking news after shocking news just when you can't like are you serious um so i don't know our, our boy Kubik kind of alluded to harson maybe being able to hang around uh, but i like the way he described it uh just how auburn operates he's like it's like the auburn football program is just a bunch of islands without any bridges connecting one to the other from the boosters to the coach yeah. to the players like it's just it's a mess down there yeah, you talk about alignment. Auburn's never had alignment. The, the booster faction is still very, very strong, very tied into it. Um, they still have a lot of weight, um, more so than a lot of these other places where they've kind of built a wall kind of in between. Now, here's what had – Alan Green fires Malzahn, and he did the right thing, I think, by not – he was like, I'm making this hire, not the boosters. I'm going to hire the best coach. Going to look for a guy with offensive track record, assistant winner, bring him in here. But they, they, I, it seems like they told Harson you have to hire guys with SEC experience, which is smart. But telling him who what coordinators to bring, it's not necessarily a winning strategy. Mike Bobo and Derek Mason didn't work out, puts you farther in the hole. Um, and then recruiting-wise, everything – it's like the Wild West right now, Nick, with name image likeness, sliced bread, mm-hmm. all this stuff. <laughs> you know, you've got to really have your ducks in a row and really be organized. Um, and they're not – they're kind of learning on the fly how to recruit. Meanwhile, Georgia's a freaking Death Star recruiting-wise. Alabama, Death Star recruiting-wise. And that's really their biggest recruiting competition. Yeah. Um, you talk about Georgia. You look at Auburn and – what what is their pipelines? It's South Georgia, it's Metro Atlanta, and then it's their their, their home state, and they're and the, they're just not competing with the big dogs there, and that that relegates them to a place they don't want to be. Um, that's why I, I throw out the Tennessee kind of thing because if they mess this up again, I mean they're just keep they're digging holes, they just keep digging holes deeper and deeper. So it's going to be really interested to see how it plays out. And like I've said, it's been a good year to have Auburn on the schedule. Yeah. You, know, you would like to trade Auburn for Ole Miss this year. Yeah. Even though yeah. Ole Miss, I think you might be catching them at a good spot. Um, but if they hit with Jackson Dart at quarterback, their offense is going to be really good again. So um, interesting times there in Auburn. And they're just, like you said, it's like, well, it's never boring. No, they are no. never boring down there. And now they're a basketball school. It's kind of like Louisville when they were a football school. It's uh, so funny. Um, But this has been, uh, all in all, pretty pretty solid show, like if I do say so myself. You can go ahead and pat yourself on the back, all right? right, Good job. Well done. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening today. It's it's been a joy. Appreciate Luke coming on. Um, Excited to have draft prep kind of crank up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the senior bowl was just kind of like a little – Appetizer. Yeah, yeah, you know, maybe some calamari. I'm not a big calamari guy. I'm more of a fried pickles guy. That's just because, you know, we're blue collar. like it, you know. We're, <laughs> fried, pick, fried pickles get the job done. No oh, doubt. They're outstanding. So we got our fried pickles. We're going to get our buffalo wings and maybe some barbecue ribs uh, at the combine. And then things are really cranking up throughout April. So we'll have that. We'll have spring football much more on 11 personnel. We'll be back next week. And until then, enjoy your Super Bowl. Good luck to your Cincinnati Bengals, Adam Lundy. Go Cats and go Kroger.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.